Hey guys, Anthony and Miriam of Church Alive in New Jersey. This is your personal invitation to like us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, and subscribe to our channel on YouTube. Uh, more than anything else, you're gonna get fresh faith in a time when people most need it. See you soon. God bless you. Stand to your feet for a moment. Just want to take a second to honor Albert. Just got married and uh, he was in the video. He's been serving Sunday. He serves, he's helping me today and then he serves and leads in one of our transform groups. And Fernando, he'd be one of those guys, man, that we say, man, this guy's life has changed. He was just telling me about marriage and how good it is. And some of his buddies were telling him, I want to get married now too. And I don't even have a girlfriend. How many know you need a good picture of marriage? Come on, that's good. Some of you may be new to what Believe and Build is, but Believe and Build is the reason you're sitting in this seat or standing where you are today. A number of years ago, we began as a, really we were just renting a space at the Williams Centre and then actually it was Clifton we were actually at and there's a number of people in our church who really kind of connected to our house from there. Uh, but we met in a rented place and we just began to say, we really believe that we needed to get a, a full-time place. And, and uh, a number of years ago, I began this kind of journey myself. I was like, Lord, should we do it? And after 30 days of praying, should we do it? I realised the only reason I didn't want to do it because I was afraid to do it. What if it didn't go that well? And then I realised I had to do it. Some, how many you know you're going to do some things afraid sometimes? And, um, but anyway, we began to ask our church, would they pray? Would they simply pray? Could they be an answer to someone else's prayer in years to come? And they actually did that. And they, so many different people stepped up. And the reason that you're in this building, the reason you're in this space right now, the reason you can stand here is because about five years ago, a bunch of people prayed and said, God, what's my role? What's my part? And so I wanted to just invite our whole church along and I'm gonna preach to it today, but I wanna invite you simply to pray this simple prayer, heaven, what's my assignment? Could we do that together? Could we pray and just say, heaven, what's my assignment? What's my God-given assignment? As Pastor Katie beautifully put, we all have a role because we're all part of the body of Christ. How many you know you need your fingers? and your toes and your kidneys and your liver and you need all those things. And sometimes we may feel like we're unseen, but God sees. And how many know that each part of your body needs to be healthy? And one of the greatest ways I believe you can be healthy is to say, God, what's my part? What's my part in serving? What's my part in building? What's my part in giving in Jesus' Name? And uh, so on Thanksgiving weekend, that will be Commitment Sunday. And I'm just asking you very simply to pray. And I can't share with you uh, all the exciting things yet, but let me tell you, there's some amazing doors opening for our church right now that we literally, amazing doors opening for our church. Like amazing, amazing. There really is, and I'll tell you more about that uh, soon, but we're believing to uh, double the space, double the size of our auditorium. And some of you are getting curious on the inside, tell me more. No, no, I'm not telling you more. 
tell you more when I can, but God's favour is upon us. God's grace is upon us. And so I'd love you to pray for that. In Jesus' Name. Amen. Come on, let's pray together. Father, I thank You for every man, every woman within the sound of my voice, those watching online. Lord, as they're watching, Lord, as as I was hearing the worship from the kids in Kids Alive today, God, I pray across this church that You would put Your hand of healing and grace and favour all across it because of Jesus. Lord, I thank You because of Jesus. You don't see our sin, You don't see our mistakes, but You see the righteousness of God. And so I thank You, You can pour out Your blessing, You can pour out Your favour upon every life. Draw people that don't know You. Open eyes that do. Lord, that we might become all that we're called to be. God, give us wise hearts, loving hearts, humble hearts. Father, wise minds, loving minds, humble minds, Lord, in Jesus' Name. Bless families, bless marriages, bless single people. Lord, bless them, I pray in Jesus' Name. Come on, declare this with me. Say, Father, I declare because of Your grace, I can become all You desire. Help me see it. Help me walk in it. Help me come alive to Your purpose. The mighty Name of Jesus. Come on, a church alive said, Amen. Amen. Thank you, worship team. Thank you, guys. Thank you, Milton, and your fancy green strings. (laughs) Well, recently I was watching um, a show with my son. My son will sometimes say, Dad, how about we have a a little like dad and son time? And I love when he says that. I can't give it to him every time. Otherwise, he'd say it every night. But, uh, you know, he's got two younger sisters and sometimes they go to bed earlier than him. And, and so sometimes, you know, sometimes they, he goes to bed at the same time as them. But then sometimes I'm like, I'm almost being merciful to him and gracious to him. I'm like, yeah, you can stay up later, son. You're a little bit older. And anyway, we were watching some action, uh, some action. I can't even remember what we we're watching, but we we're watching something manly and action orientated. As any good dad, sometimes you've got to tell your son, close your eyes, son. What's that language, son? All those kinds of things. And we we're kind of doing one of those moments. But anyway, we we're about five minutes into the show. And then all of a sudden, the, the, the show we were watching, I think it was called Jack Ryan, paused. Like words were still, were still talking, but the image had actually paused. And we're sitting there going, what's going on? And he's way more technically savvy than I am. How many you know young people just seem to get it? They grew up on it. They've had iPads and computers all their lives. They're like, what don't you get? And I'm like, I don't know what I don't get, but all I know is I don't get it. So can you fix it for me? And so he was looking at the screen and we had to literally reload the movie or the, the, net, uh, the episode that we were watching and we had to reload it. And I couldn't help but think to myself that the theme that God gave us, breaking through, I felt like I needed to reload it. Reload it to you, re-preach it again. Because how many of you know that sometimes you got stuck in life? Sometimes your mentality, your thinking, your faith, Oh man, your wisdom, all those kinds of things got stuck. But how many of you know you can reload some things? Yeah, just because 2020 maybe hasn't gone Heck, as as if we all expected this one. But I do want to tell you that God is not up in heaven going, oh, I didn't expect this one. But how many know that you and I can reload? We can reload faith. We can reload hope. We can reload the love of God. We can reload the peace of God. There's still two months left of 2020. And can these two months be better than the last few months? 
I want to encourage you to look forward to something. Look forward. How many are you looking forward to Thanksgiving? Come on, how many are looking forward to Christmas? How many are looking forward to killing that turkey? You're like, no, I'm not. You eat it, don't you? You're like, I'd never do that. Well, you, you had some chicken or you had some turkey thigh and some gravy. They don't kill themselves. <laughs> Something like, that's it, I'm a vegan. No, you're not. <laughs> don't be silly. And so anyway, I just want to encourage you that I believe that we can be breaking through personally. I believe we can be breaking through in our habits. I believe we can be breaking through in our faith. I believe we can be breaking through and moving forward in our families. I believe that we can be breaking through as a church. I believe that in these next two months of the year so that we're running into 2021 with more faith in Jesus' Name, with more vision in Jesus' Name. If you feel like you lost it, just let me encourage you for a second, you can get it back again. Do you believe that? Uh, Paul told Timothy, 2 Timothy 1.6, for this reason, he says this, I remind, someone say, I, rem I remind, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And if, and if Timothy needed some reminding, if Timothy needed some reloading, how many think maybe you do too? And his mentor, his father in the faith basically was telling him, listen, Tim, can you reload your faith? And sometimes the truth is that sometimes some of you in here today, you may feel like you're struggling with certain things, certain sins, certain things. But I just wanna encourage you. Listen, I don't care if you're young or old or everywhere in between. Let me say you can reload. You can reload. You can reload. You can. And Paul says, listen, I'm reminding you to fan, not flan, but fan. I must be thinking of Thanksgiving. Flan. I don't even like flan. I think it's too jiggly and wiggly. Just jiggles and wiggles. A little bit sloppy. Give me some apple pie maybe. Listen, it's gotta be hot. It's gotta have ice cream on top. And don't give me a little bit of ice cream. Give me a lot of ice cream on top. I remember going to a restaurant years ago and they charged us $8 for this amazing apple pie. The apple pie was so big, but they gave us like this little scoop. And you're like, well, that's not really gonna cut it, is it? So we said to the restaurant, we said to the waiter, hey, can you bring another scoop? And so I thought, you know, it's a scoop. It was an apple pie with a little scoop. They brought another scoop and they charged me $8 for the apple pie and the little scoop, but then he charged, he charged me $4 for the extra little scoop of apple pie. Oh, sorry, for ice cream. I didn't think that made sense. I paid it, but I didn't think. I just walked out like, that was expensive. One scoop of ice cream, $4. When the huge apple pie and the one thing of ice cream was $8. I think he had the math wrong. Still tip him anyway, hey? Don't be one of those people that's just looking for excuse to not give the waiter a, a tip. <laughs> what I love about Paul is Paul is stirring Timothy. And we all need to be stirred, don't we? Paul is stirring him and he writes to the church of Philippi 
and he begins to stir their faith. They are an amazing church. They have shared with Paul in the, the gospel. They have helped him build. They have sent him finance and resource and they are a partner in the gospel. And I just wanna sit on this for a moment that here's what Paul says in Philippians chapter one, verse six. He says this, being confident of this, this. Are you confident of this? God has started a work in Philippi, but God has started a work in you. Even if you're here today and you're like, I'm not sure about church. I reckon, I have a suspicion that God is attracting you. I have a suspicion that God is calling you. Even if you're like, I'm not sure yet. I just wanna tell you, God is behind the scenes and He works behind things that you don't see yet. You're like, oh, I'm not sure about this God thing. God's like, you watch, He will be. Because <laughs> I'm gonna show up in His life. And He says, being confident of this, that He who began a good work, he will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. And I just wanna tell you, is there anyone in here? I wanna ask you, is there anyone in here? Is there anyone that God has began a good work in you? Is there anyone in here? It might've been a year ago, might've been six months ago, might've been a week ago. We have people get saved every single weekend. Maybe it was 30 years ago, but has God started it? And this is what Paul said to them. He says, then God will finish it. Because his confidence was not just in positivity, though I believe in positivity, it was into the character of Christ Himself. That if God began and God is the author of your faith, how many know He can finish it? In Jesus' Name. Do you believe that? How is Paul encouraging people when he's in prison? Not a nice prison, not one of these country club prisons, no TVs. It's literally a place where people would go to the bathroom, had no light, and he's writing letters of hope. He's writing letters of faith. He's writing letters of doctrine and teaching, warning people what to stay away from and what to run to. He's showing people how to value Jesus, how to value the church. His, his, his hope is literally almost ridiculous. It is so inspiring to be in a prison, yet you're the one who writes letters to all the churches and you encourage people for 2,000 years. But you've had a bad year. And I have to say that it seems like he is far more tapped in to the power source. He is getting power from another source. He is not relying on just soul power or not just personality, but he is relying on the power of Jesus Christ himself, isn't he? And maybe all of us can look in the mirror and go, man, if 2020 is just so beating me up, man, maybe I need to dig a little deeper. Maybe I need to dig a little deeper into the power and the presence of Jesus Christ. Maybe I need to dig a little deeper. Am I preaching to anyone today? Confidence, to be sure, to be certain, a winning picture. Are you confident? What's cool is even if you're not that confident, Paul was confident. And this is not just Paul's words, this is the Holy Spirit's words. Because the Holy Spirit had allowed him to write it. All Scripture is God breathed. Someone say, I need my confidence back. And Paul is confident that if God has started something in you, if you'll keep yourself surrendered, God will finish it. 
And I just want to say to you today that it's interesting that God, Paul is confident in the Christians at Philippi. But here's the thing. I believe I can say this. I'm confident that what God started in Church Alive, He's going to finish. Let me say it again. What God has started in this house, God can finish. I remember obviously many years ago now, Miriam and I were just, just married and started a small little Bible study and her father was like, hey, there's some people that don't just speak Portuguese, but they speak English and why don't you start a Bible study with them? And there was six of them and really there was eight of us. And this church started with eight of us. And one of those guys really actually hit on my wife. Text her one day and said, do you wanna commit adultery with me? Didn't actually say those words because that would have been even more awkward. But that's really what he meant. And I think of, you know, when we jumped into and started a service and then we moved out of Kearney into Rutherford and we started the Elks Lodge and then a couple of years later, we moved to the Williams Centre. A couple of years later, we actually rented a bigger space in Clifton. It didn't kind of feel right. We went back to the Williams Centre, but our church continued to grow. But I remember when my daughter was really less than a year old, I was holding her and I think she was sleeping. I think I was giving her a bottle at the time and we had just changed the name of our church from the Good Shepherd Church and no one could spell shepherd and they couldn't get it on our website and they couldn't email us and there was another reputation that was not good about another church that was a shepherd church and they're like, are you that church? And I'm like, no, we're not that church and all these kinds of stuff. And when we changed the name to Church Alive, I remember holding my daughter and I remember for some reason that morning or that night, there was like all of a sudden this greater sense of God in me. It was like God was clarifying the call. God was almost accentuating. He's like, Anthony, not only are you carrying a baby, but you are carrying something on the inside. You are carrying a church on the inside. And I knew at that time that God had set us up to do something more significant to build something greater. And do you know that every single year in our church, this church grows every single year. And how many you know that people leave New Jersey sometimes to go to another state, but it keeps on growing? Don't ever let anyone hear you talk about doom and gloom for the church. Matthew 16, Jesus said, I am gonna build my church, my ecclesia, my called out ones, my sons and daughters. And He said, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against you. Are you with me? I wanna give you confidence. I wanna give you confidence. I wanna give you confidence. Philippians 1, 6, he says, being confident that God has begun a good work in you. But I also wanna give you confidence that God wants to do something significant and more significant throughout this church. This is why we do believe and build. This is why we ask people, we don't pressure people, but we simply invite them to pray about it. And I believe often the Holy Spirit's pressure is better than my pressure. Oh, let me say that again. The Holy Spirit's pressure is better than my pressure. If you just open your heart and say, God, what part of the assignment do you want me to play? How do you want me to be part of this? Someone say confidence. Philippians chapter two, verse one in the message translation, I think it breaks it out so well. If you've got anything at all out of following Christ, how many of you got anything at all out of following Christ? If His love has made any difference 
in your life. Excuse me. If being in a community of the Spirit means anything to you, if you have a heart, how many have a heart? (laughs) If you have a heart, he says, if you care, then he says, then do me a favour. This is Paul speaking, but know that it's the Holy Spirit speaking. He says, agree with each other. Love each other, be deep spirited friends, be brothers, be sisters, be friends. Don't just attend, be a part of something. This is why you're always gonna hear me. Are you you on a dream team? Are you in a transform group? Why? Be deep spirited friends. Don't push your way to the front. Don't sweet talk your way to the top, he says. Put yourself aside and help others get ahead. Don't be obsessed with getting your own advantage. Forget yourselves long enough. Wow, forget yourselves, how long? Long enough to lend a helping hand. Forget yourselves long enough. I've found in following Christ that sometimes He asks you to forget yourself. But the interesting thing, when He asks you to forget yourself, He doesn't just leave you to yourself like you forget yourself. Actually, he, it's like He asks you to forget yourself. He asks you to live a kind of life that is bigger than you, but then He actually takes care of you. Have you ever met a people person? Have you noticed that people, people make you feel good about you? Like you'll talk to them. I've got a mentor of mine. He's one of the most amazing people, people I've ever met. And every time I walk away, I'm like, oh my gosh, he's amazing. And the real thing is he made me feel amazing about me. Why? He's not talking about him though. He's accomplished a ridiculous amount. He's like, you're amazing. And I'm like, oh, I'm not sure I am. <laughs> but, he, but he's thinking of someone else. Do you know the greatest sometimes challenge of our lives? Think the Father. How many know the Father is trying to get you to think less about you? My challenge as a parent is to get my kids to think less about themselves. Because when they think all the time about themselves, what do they do? They fight. Like little cats in the back seat of my car. Stop it because they're thinking about themselves too much. The marriage is always thinking about themselves. What are you doing? This is good preaching. I'm gonna listen to this podcast myself. I'm gonna check out my cat noises. See if they've got any, see if I've got any future in cat noises and cat imitations. Think of yourselves the way Christ Jesus thought of Himself. He had equal status with God, but didn't think so much of Himself that He had to cling to the advantages of that status no matter what. Not at all when the time came, watch this now, He set aside the privileges of deity. He took on the status of a slave and became human. Having become human, he stayed human. It was an incredibly humbling process. He didn't claim special privileges. Instead, he lived a selfless, obedient life. He didn't live a selfie life. He lived a selfless, obedient life. And then he died a selfless, obedient death. And the worst kind of death at that, a crucifixion. 
I want you to feel this for a moment that the Father, there was a time and theologically, like I'm sure Jesus knew all of it, but hang with me for a moment that the Father begins to have a discussion, a conversation with His Son and He has this conversation and He's like, Son, I need you to go to earth. I need you to go fix some stuff. I need you to humble yourself from being the king that I need you to go so much into a woman's womb. And then I need you to be born in a manger. And then I need you to live a very normal, not special life for 30 years. And then once you're 30, I need you to step in and step up. And I need you to act and, 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 and teach and model the way and have compassion on people and heal the sick. And I want you to make a new covenant with them. But that new covenant is not just gonna be in words, it's gonna be in your blood. It is the blood of the new covenant and I want you to die for people. And then I want you to be buried for three days. Think of this discussion, Dad. <laughs> are you sure? For 33 years, you, mean, you want me to leave the perfect place to go to an imperfect place, leave the majesty of who I am and go into a unmajestic place. You mean to tell me that angels won't worship me there? Angels won't worship me, but many won't even see me. They won't even know it's me. And then you want me to reveal myself to many, but then at the same time, you want me to humble myself enough to be obedient to death. And then death of the cross, the worst kind of death, excruciating. And then I want you to be a seed. Watch this now. I want you to be a seed in the ground. And I want you to bury yourself. For three days. Here's what I've noticed about serving Jesus is that sometimes I want you to be confident, but I want you to hear this. Sometimes it's forgetting yourself long enough so that you can become obedient to what heaven requires. See what heaven heard, Jesus heard the heart of heaven and He basically goes and fulfills heaven's assignment. I wanna elevate at this time prayer in our church. I believe for a faith-filled church. I believe for a confident, hope-filled church. I believe for a growing church. But let me say this to every Christian here. Your, your power has to come from prayer. Your power has to come through prayer. Your humility is going to God in prayer saying, God, you have some things for me that I cannot do on my own. But I'd also say this, that it is prayer that gets you humble and it's also prayer that keeps you humble. And you have too much to do and you have God's assignment to do. But here's what I've noticed that sometimes it's as if when we serve and it's as if when we serve Jesus and give and do those things that He asks us to do, it's like sometimes we place the seed in the ground and it's like we cover it with dirt and then all of a sudden we kind of go, God, I feel buried. And here's the thing, you are buried. But what happens when you're buried? It's not a burial, it's an investment. Jesus was buried, but He produced eternal life. And so when you and I hear heaven's instruction, we literally hear God's voice through prayer and in prayer, literally every single one of us, what happens is we serve with our lives, we give with our finances, we pray about it and say, God, what is my assignment? And here's what's interesting. He says, here's your assignment and it feels like a seed. It feels like a seed and you place the seed in the ground and then sometimes the rain comes and the wind comes. You're like, Lord, should I grab the seed out and take it? 
I've been serving for six weeks, six months, and I haven't seen anything yet. I've been giving for six weeks or six months or six years. I haven't seen it yet. But I just want to tell you that it's still in the ground. See, your life is still in the ground. But here's the thing, that's not a bad thing, that's an amazing thing because guess what happens? When you're in the ground and you are a seed, all of a sudden eventually the seed begins to split. You're like, oh, that's uncomfortable. That doesn't feel very good. But God is growing something else out of you. See, every time you give, come on, can I get a amen, church alive? God is growing something in you. Every time you serve in a church, every time you give to the house of God, you are sowing seed in your heart. You are sowing seed in the house of God and you're also sowing seed in heaven. Seed in your heart so faith would be born. Seed in your heart so that you don't say Jesus is a priority, but He's not really a priority. Seed in your heart that faith, hope and love grow in your heart. But seed in the house of God that the house of God might be full seed in heaven because He records it. He watches it. How many know that God watches over His Word to perform it? He watches over His Word. And so when you sow seed of serving in this house, when you sow seed of just generosity, when you sow seed of being a blessing to someone else, it is heaven that actually sees it. And Paul told Timothy, or Paul told the church of Philippi, he says, I want you to run like you're running after heaven's assignment. And I love helping men win in life. I believe God's principles work and they prosper people and they bless people and they get people unstuck. But at the same time, it isn't winning in life, it's winning in heaven. True spirituality is winning in heaven. True maturity is winning in heaven. There is no point in winning in life if God does not think you're a winner. It is true winning that I'm after. It is true seeking first His kingdom and His righteousness. Come on, am I preaching to anyone today? See, the life of Jesus made an eternal ripple. And Paul made an eternal ripple. And I believe this church is called to make an eternal ripple. But let me say this, I believe that your life is called to make an eternal ripple. So when you pray and when you say, God, what's my assignment? What's my assignment? And sometimes you're like, oh, I but I didn't, I didn't get anything. He didn't speak to me about anything. Look to His written Word first. Look to His written Word first before you're after heaven's assignment because heaven's, heaven's written Word is the book. So when I'm, when I'm, when I'm, if you're praying, you're like, Lord, what role should I play? And you don't hear anything. What I point you to first is, do you honour God with the first and the best? Do you worship Jesus with your finance? It's getting quiet in this Baptist church today. Come on, I'm preaching to you. Why? Because when you honour Jesus with your heart, it's not your finances after, it's your heart. He is after your heart, but He can't get to your heart until He says, hey, what about that thing? I meet too many people and all of a sudden they, they say, man, Anthony, when I, when I make millions of dollars, I'll be the most generous person ever. And can I say, I don't believe you? Because I found that generosity actually gets heavier as you get more successful. Someone gives me $10 and they say, hey, can I have one? I'm like, sure, $10. Someone gives me $100 and then just looks at me and goes, can I have 10? I'm like, oh, okay, all right. A little bit selfish, but okay. 
Someone gives me $1,000, they're like, can I have 100? Someone gives me 10,000 and, and they're like, can I have 1,000? You're like, no, I just gave you 10,000. You hearing me today? See, when you give, when you serve, what actually happens is you sow seed in your heart, you sow seed in the house, and guess what? You sow seed in heaven, and heaven records it. Can I get an amen? Let me try to close this ship, close this message. Philippians chapter 2, verse 9, 10, 11 says this. NIV version says this, Therefore God exalted Him to the highest place and gave Him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. I want you to see there was a time where Paul says, listen, I want you to be confident that the best is yet to come for your faith, but the process is actually humility and fulfilling heaven's assignment. But guess what happened when Jesus fulfilled heaven's assignment? His name was lifted up higher than any other name and let that name be lifted up higher than any other name. Church alive, when we're full of faith, when we're full of hope, when we say, God, what is my personal assignment? What actually happens is we begin to lift the name above every name. Oh man, some people wanna lift government things above the name of Jesus. Let's be a church. Come on, let's be a church in our heart, in our mind that says, man, I'm believing for the best, but I'm willing to receive heaven's assignment so that that name is lifted above every other name. Every name. Do you believe that? Close your eyes with me. Father, I thank You so much for every person here. Oh, Father, I lift them up to You and I ask You, Lord, that You would restore some people's confidence, restore some people's hope, restore some people's picture of the future. God, even if it's just a seed at this time that You plan in their mind and plan in their heart that there is amazing days ahead for them. Yes, there are challenges. Yes, there are things that'll try to limit their life, but You have the blessing of God on them. But I pray for this church, every man, every woman, within the sound of my voice, and I pray of this month, this Thanksgiving month, this November month, that we would be so united in purpose. I pray, Lord God, that You would speak Your Word into hearts and minds, and it would cause a new faith to rise, a sacrificial faith, a faith that steps out of the boat and begins to walk on the water. And Lord, thank You that even if we ever walk on the water, we know, God, that if we fall down, You'll pick us up again. So I thank You for that. And I pray across this church and across, Lord, those watching online right now, that the Name of Jesus would be lifted up and exalted, not just in name only, but in heart, in the hearts of men, in the hearts of women, in the hearts of families, in the heart of this nation, O oh God. God, that the Name of Jesus would not just be lifted in name, but in heart. God, I thank You for what You wanna do across this church, across every man here and every woman. I ask Your Holy Spirit to anoint them, to grace them, 
to make a difference in their world. In Jesus' Name. While eyes are closed, while hearts are open, maybe you're watching online today, maybe you're new today and you've never said yes to the person of Christ. Just wanna tell you there's no one like Him. There's no leader ever like Him. No one loved like Him. No one taught like Him. No one knew the future like Him. No one died for you like Him. No one rose from the dead for you like Him. He lives today. He knocks upon the hearts of men. He invites them to the greatest invitation. You can't clean yourself up to get to God, though you've got to be willing to turn to Him and trust in Him and say, Jesus, I'm, I'm willing to leave some things. And you might even have struggles in your own mind, like, I can't leave that, I can't leave that. But I just wanna ask you, open your heart to God and begin to ask Him to fill you. Begin to ask Him to change your life so that the things that you think you're tied to, the things that your family's always done, the things that are so a part of this culture, they will begin to fall off you as you get filled with Him. I want us to pray a simple prayer. And that prayer can connect you by faith to the person of Christ. So come on, let's all pray this prayer together. Say, Jesus, thank You for loving me so much to leave heaven into an imperfect place to die upon a cross. I declare You paid the price for all of my sin, past, present and future. I ask You, be my Saviour, be my Lord, my very best friend. Plant me in Your house, plant me in Your purpose. I give You my life, Jesus. While eyes are closed, those watching online, those in this sanctuary right now, if you said, Anthony, I prayed that prayer today. I'm in business with God. I've been far away, drifted away or never experienced God. I want you to raise your hand quickly and say, that was me today. I prayed with you, prayed for you. Thank you, sweetheart. Come on all across this place. If that's you today, you feel like you needed to come back to God, raise your hand quickly all across this place. Thank you, honey. Thank you, honey. That's awesome today. Anyone else today? Raise your hand. Raise your hand. Thank you, Lord. Father, I thank You for every hand, every heart. Would You bless Your people with Your favour? Would You bless Your people with Your grace? Would You bless them in the mighty Name of Jesus? Come on, if you receive God's Word, would You give the Lord a huge hand in the house? Can we celebrate those people who said yes to Jesus? Thanks, Katie.